It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Peter Ustinov. This is this. Can we just pull over so, with this? We are. So you remember a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about how like you had a professor who said that like all '80s new wave sounded the same. Oh yeah. This is what exactly, he means. Yeah, that's this exactly exact... what he means. Yeah. But I love it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's what he meant. That exact. That sound. exact thing. He uh-huh. wasn't. He wasn't trying to offend the Smiths. He wasn't trying to offend me. He wasn't trying to offend, you know, some later punk music. No. He just meant that. Before we even, like, starty start, the Wikipedia has changed since we have done an episode. Because we're running a little, not behind, but we had a two-week hiatus. Yeah, we're running behind. (laughs) I thought we were only going to be one week behind. No, I knew we were. And then I was like, "Oh no, wait! (laughs) Oh no, wait!" Because I had to skip before too, and we had a stock. But I thought that we had one stocked. Yeah, so we should always have that just in the pocket. We're back. We're back. I'm excited to be back. I missed you, Doug. I missed you, dude. Oh my god. Okay, so it's time to watch the Muppets. And we did. We, we watched, watched the Muppets. It. We watched the Peter Ustinov episode of The Muppet Show Season 1, Episode 12. Kermit finds himself becoming jealous of guest star Peter Ustinov after the Muppets start making praiseworthy compliments about their guest. Compliments they had previously paid to Kermit. Oh, yes. And this this kind of does run true as a synopsis because Kermit was jealous the whole time. This was an interesting episode that I felt had a through arc yeah. to it. Like, before we really jump in... With all the characters. Like, Piggy really. professes her love for Kermit in the early part of the episode, then in the middle part, what I'm assuming is the UK spot. She sings a song oh, about yeah. it. And then at the end, Kermit's still been, you know, behind the backstage, Kermit had been kind of let down in his own head by, yeah. co- uh, you know, compliments for the guest. And then he then sings a song yeah, expressing I felt his like woes. that should have been the UK spot, is what I was thinking when Kermit was singing. I was like, ugh. I don't remember anything about that song other than it existing, and it's I mean, it's, it's very, yeah, very, like, just, I don't know. Like, the tagline, It's Not Easy Being Green, did come out of it, mm-hmm. but the song is real boring. It's kind of, yeah, it's just like a bummer that's, like, a slow, boring, mm-hmm. I don't know. And how come they don't let the actors that come on, you know, be themselves or be anything other than robotic and like stick to a script and mm-hmm. a character. It's like even this guy, he only did like the same character like over and over again. I liked that because okay, so I didn't really know who Peter Ustinov was before we started this episode. And he definitely in the opening looked like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Too much. Like way too much. Like to the point where I'm almost like I when I rewatch I watch the Santa Claus every year around Christmas. It's Gotta such a good Christmas Santa. movie. It's the best Christmas movie. It really is. 
So I usually watch it, and now I'm curious to see if Tim Allen maybe makes a remark about him look himself looking like Peter Ustinov at some point. Oh, I wonder. You know, like we you have to watch it this Christmas now just to see that you do. And you know what? That was the height of Tim Allen's career, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Home Improvement. He he like had just been Buzz Lightyear. He was on Home Improvement. He's the Santa Claus. Like that. Yeah, and you know what about Home Improvement is that he plays a host on the show. So he gets to be, you get to see him. Yeah, he kind of plays two different characters. Yes, he does. And they're both sort of charismatic in their own mm-hmm. way, you know, yeah. and he has that sidekick. That was a good show. I liked it. As oh, a kid. Was, yeah, as a kid, it was good. As like I a family imagine... show that I didn't mind watching like with my family after yes. dinner or whatever. It that was good. one, I feel like has more of a, like, I'm not going to go watch Home Improvement, but like, it's better than it, everyone loves Raymond, if you ask me. It feels like it's better than Full House. Yeah, better oh, it's than, way You know what I mean? Like, House. it has, like, better than Step by Step. Any of those shows that yeah. were, like, TGIF shows. Like, it feels like it stands as a sitcom, at least. Yeah. But it is very classic where it's like, is the mom's name Jill? Yes. How do I remember this? Or did you tell me this the other I day? I did not <laughs> tell you that Jill is the mother from Home Improvement. It's like all the... All the women in shows like that, it's like the conflict between the man and the woman, and the woman is always like the mom and Nagy, and the the men are kind of like, is that how it is in real life, though? Like, with the men and the women? I feel like TV in the 90s really portrayed that a lot. They cemented that, that like the idiot husband nagging wife. Mm -hmm. Like, idiot That's why I hate Everybody Loves Raymond. I can't watch it. I'm like, why don't they get divorced? They don't even like each other. Why are they married? At least in King of Queens, you can be like... Leah Remini must have been abused as a child or something, and she feels, like, <laughs> oh, no. safe with this guy. And everybody loves Raymond's, like, I almost want to say offense. Offense. I don't understand why Deborah doesn't murder-suicide the whole family. I know! Like, just go to the, run across the street, kill her in-laws, oh, the in-laws. come back home. And then tell she tells Ray, and then like can gauge whether or not she needs to kill Ray by how he reacts. Oh, Deborah, you killed my ma. <laughs> yeah, and but it's just to kill him. I could never, and I think sitcoms made me gay because I could <laughs> never imagine dealing with in laws like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't want that life. I was like, is this what it is to be like a straight person when you get older? Like, no, thank you. Your husband hates you, and you 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 know you're pegged as the nagger, and like. I don't know. I uh, we don't title these episodes other than um, <laughs> the name of the the guest. Oh yeah, okay. Um, we episode. should talk about but the actual guest. You you just saying I think ninety <laughs> sitcoms made me gay should have been the title of this episode if we did that. Definitely. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. remember like, and there were a lot of shows where like guys were in charge. So it's like Full House was like all men who were raising these kids, right? And then. What about Perfect Strangers? That's the 80s or the 90s? Perfect Strangers, I think, like, straddles both. It's the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. But that's just two dudes. I know, There's but no I, always think of, there. I always think of the episode where, like, I guess, like, the French guy or the guy... Balky. Bal- is he French? What is I, he? Hmm? Balky. Um, I think it's ambiguous. Yeah, it's like they were trying to do, a, um, like, an Andy Kaufman situation, I feel like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's definitely like Eastern has European a, uh, or French or yeah. European of some sort, whatever. He definitely. But has I like thought an, he was uh, French because Latka, right was that his name? Yeah, Latka. Because I always remember this episode of Perfect Strangers where I guess like his niece comes to visit or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's the joke like wee wee, like go oh, wee wee, like there was a whole, it was like a pee joke. Oh, it was like the, a bathroom. It was like so stupid. Balky like was also 
Perfect Strangers was a not a spinoff, but Step by Step was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers, right? It I'm was. I'm pretty sure Balky was in both shows. Like how? No, he wasn't. Yeah. Step by Step. Like day Family by Matters. Day. Family Matters was definitely a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. It was. Yes. You ready for this? Wild. Okay. So what's the mother's name? In Family Matters. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. She was the elevator operator in the building that the Perfect Strangers lived in. You're kidding me. No. Family Matters was a spinoff. What's of the that dad's show. name? Carl Sinclair. Carl Sinclair, yeah. So I think she's like Fran Sinclair. Fran Sinclair, yeah, Fran Sinclair I think yeah. you're right. No, Fran Sinclair is the mother dinosaur from Dinosaurs. Yes, you're right. You're right. Can you tell how bad this episode of The Muppet Show was? That we're. It was. It, you know what? There were some good in. things. There was like through lines, but I always take this as an opportunity to ask Doug what he remembers from our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun for me. Um, Peter Ustinave. Let's so see. this episode had a fun start with the first impression. This is what I have in my notes. First impression: Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, then the pops. What's oh the pops is the balloon skit, right? On their Wikipedia, this is called Pizzicato. Oh, which was the Boston pops? Just the what did he say? Kermit introduced the Boston pops, but they just had just the. He didn't say woodwinds. I don't remember what he said, but. So it was just the conductor and a, what, about six He balloons. said no strings or something, yeah, something like that. Like... I forget what he said. Yeah, but it was cute. I like I like little sketches like this. When he came out and we're like... It was a strong Oh, duh, he's a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> like... But he, yeah. Oh, and he's a balloon, too. It was cute. This episode uh, leaned quite heavily on the um, explosion to get us out of this sketch that we don't know how to finish. Yeah, and then Piggy is backstage, <laughs> and um, Kurt, she um, she's basically professing her love, and Kermit is like, oh, pe- uh, Piggy, you know, I he told you I can't stupid. be bothered then, with yeah. you. And then she's like, I mean, she is like, Frank Oz is a really weird voice for her. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah. And basically, she professes her love for Peter. This episode was, I, be- I it feels at least like it was really recorded earlier in the run. Yeah. It it feels like there's still some of the characters are a little weird. Like it feels like we've reverted back to that weirder piggy with like kind of a different voice. He's still feeling it out. Yeah. He doesn't really know. I can't wait till we get to season two and it's just a straight shot and there's no like backtracking and like Do you think that they reviewed all the episodes after they did season one and they're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do for season two? Like what do you I think hope so. Like- and they saw like I don't know what where they were how you the gauged mark. the zeitgeist yeah. back then, you know, like because we got a Muppet Labs, which was our next. Oh, and this was bit. all right. It was all right, but it's still we're getting there. We're getting the Beaker yeah. and Bunsen that we love, and he does like somewhere. I thought the whole bit of this was pretty fun. Like, what is it? So, uh, it's it's robot politician and he, to end corruption, right? Yeah, it's so it, was the, a, it was kind of a fun idea. Yeah, but then it turned into like a weird Peter. What's his name? Ustinov. Ustinov doing Ustinov. Ustinov. Um, doing impressions of uh, different accents. And yeah, stuff. it kind of just devolves into that of like. It's first the British pre- prime minister, and he's British, right? Yeah, I imagine he's British. I, I, oh, that's where I was going with that. So I looked him up earlier today, mm-hmm. and I know him from exactly one thing very well, and I think you might know this also. He plays. Um, 
King Richard in the Robin Hood Disney yep. animation. He looks like that character. It's bizarre yeah. that they made like I mean it's a like svelte lion. I have not tiger, seen that lion. movie in a really long time. Yeah. I love that's one of my favorite Disney animated yeah. movies. Yeah. And he I don't know, you can hear it in his voice like all of a sudden you're, I like when he started talking I was like, "Oh my god, he doesn't even put on a voice to play that character. It's just him." Remember when Robin Hood Men in Tights was like big in the 90s? That was like a big 90s movie. That's right? a Mel Brooks movie, right? Robin Hood in general was really big in the 90s because there was Robin Hood Men in Tights and then there was the Kevin Costner one. Yes. With that song. What's the song from that movie? I don't know. Oh, it's huge. It's like, um, is it like I Would Die For You? It's very, that it's, that was such a popular movie though. I, every, everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams is like the huge. Oh Yeah. So stupid. I don't know why every couple of years we, like, need to revitalize the Robin Hood story. Anyway. <laughs> so the At The Dance, I think, had one of my favorite bits and At The Dance has had so far. Was it with Jennifer? Yes. <laughs> Ralph and Jennifer are dancing and Jennifer says, can we dance by the punch bowl? And they lean over to it. She looks in and she says, why do they call it a punch bowl? And then a boxing glove comes out and As she gets punched in the face. Smooshes her face in. <laughs> I love when they do that to the Muppets. Anytime the Muppets have to have a smooshed oh, sm- face. Or a smooshed eye or something. Like, I, so I, I noticed Statler and Waldorf in this episode were particularly catty towards one another. I don't feel like they've I, been like that. Yeah, they were ones. kind of like more... Hurting each other and stuff. Statler stepped on Waldorf's contact, or was it reverse? Yeah, Statler stepped on Waldorf's contact, and that was after they got into a tiff over... Waldorf told, like, the same old tired joke to Statler, and he was like, he's over it. it. Yeah, Yeah. he's not having it. They definitely were... They attacked each other more than they attacked the show, which was kind of surprising. (laughs) Is this the next skit when um, Sam, Sam the Eagle uh, says that they're going to talk about Dickensian economics? That's Before that, we had the UK spot, which was another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song was Piggy singing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was odd, and we pointed that out, and I think that I, during the credits, I think I saw the issue. So Piggy was primarily singing... Accompanied by Fozzie. Okay. And we were like, oh, that's really weird that Frank Oz Fozzie's... be singing two different points in this song. Yeah. And it said in the end credits, additional material by Frank Oz. Oh, so I wonder if yeah. that's like doing I'm ADR sure. for the episode. So yeah, I noticed that. And that's probably why Fozzie. But it doesn't explain why Fozzie sounded so weird. He sounded more like animal than Fozzie. Yeah. And if you're sitting in a. In theory, if he's sitting in a booth recording that verse. Shouldn't he have done it, like, who better? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe he was super busy. <laughs> and he had to just go in there and do it. Go power forgets. through your line. And, and when he doesn't have the, the Muppets on him, he forgets what voice he's oh, doing. Oh, maybe that is, like, uh, an actual... Yeah, like, he you puts know, a hand up one Muppet, he turns into that like, Muppet. And he, like, fuses <laughs> to that character. That actually might make sense that that's why he didn't sound so correct. And then we cut to Hilda. Backstage. Yeah. Like is that in there? No, it's not on here. So yeah, Hilda finds Kermit and she's like, oh my god, that Peter Ustinov, he's so great. He just complimented me, blah, blah. I like the next thing. What's the next thing? The Wizard Muppet song. That was so cool. That Muppet? You do something to me? Yes. 
I love that Muppet. It looked like a labyrinth weirdo Muppet. Yeah, it definitely I did. I liked it so it, much. Yeah, it looked just like the worm. Yeah. But he was like, it was like pinkish red. Uh-huh, and big. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I that really, really like that. From the start, I was like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. I mean, he, it was this like a wizard fun. with like fangs and he had, a, he had like a mustache, it's, right? Yeah, at the end when like oh, yeah, the end result also. That yeah, was so good. It seems like they do more, like take more risks and have a more like, I don't know, do something more interesting with other characters than with the Muppets. Like in all of these other songs that we've seen them do, where it's like the one character that took all of their parts off. I love that box. one. Like there's more experimenting done with these like weird little This bits. one was like that. And the thing is, is I, I mean, obviously they were showing off the special effects. They had so many explosions yeah. in that and changed them up and out each time. Yeah. It was kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah, it fused through like what, maybe six different changes. And then after it did the six different changes, it kind of doubled up some of those changes. Like yeah. it was like the fish looking thing in the flower pot. Yeah. and. I liked it. I liked that a lot. That was very, very weird. And then creative. I loved that the end, like, joke of the bit was that... I oh, you finally that turned me. female. Yeah. It was, like, this, like, her, just hideous-looking thing with, like, almost like a beard and a mustache yeah. and, like, horns or something. Looked like the wizard or the yeah. magician or who, yes, whatever it was. Yes, but just, like, pink, yeah. right? <laughs> it was funny. I liked that one a lot. We did skip over the lecture hall thing, but I hated it. What lecture hall? The oh, Peter and Fo- Peter and Fozzie's lecture where they were, like... I didn't even take whatever. any notes on that. It was boring, and it seemed like just an excuse for Peter Ustinov to smoke on camera, which is, like, legal in a comedy bit, right? Like, in a live-taped yeah. comedy bit. Isn't that, like, one of those things SNL used to get around at all the time? Dan Aykroyd would smoke in so many sketches. Uh-huh. Um, so after... Wayne and Wanda? Oh, wait, what's this You do something Dutchman? to me, we go to the... Muppets News Muppets Flash. News Flash, the cure for the common cold. This was another excuse for Peter Houston to do the a same Dutch three accent this time. accents. And I'm sorry, but it's so hard to watch this Dutch accent after seeing Austin Powers. Like, yeah. Because now I just feel like... I can't. It's just Mike Myers doing... Like, Peter Yusinov didn't do a good job. No, no. He, he definitely didn't. Goldmember is a better Dutch accent. Yeah. The freaky Dutch bastard himself. Oh. Mike Myers is bizarre too. His his career is kind of bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean he blew up at different periods of time, and now Mm. he's like disappeared. It is weird that like yeah, in the early uh, in the early nineties he was Wayne. Yeah, and then like late eighties, early nineties, yeah. And then you don't want to say like nothing, 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 but he had like a couple good SNL characters that are memorable also. Yes. And then in the late nineties, early two thousands, he's Austin Powers. Oh my god. And Austin Powers, he was he blew up for Austin Powers. But in in in, in Austin Powers, he's not just Austin. He's fucking Doctor Evil, Evil, fat bastard, yeah. gold member. And then like he's also Shrek, dude. I know. Like <laughs> And then he brought Eddie Murphy back. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy blew up again because of Shrek and yeah. the Donkey. I didn't even think of that. You're right. It, and Shrek is like beloved. Shrek has a mind of its own. It's I feel like I the, Shrek is good. <laughs> Shrek is good. Shrek is great. Um like I don't know. I I like Shrek, but I feel like the generations below us are like Yeah, they're like they I, identify with moments in Shrek. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah. It's huge. Are you serious? Yes, Shrek is huge with like Gen Z. 
I just and remember younger, younger millennials. on SNL when Lindsay Lohan was on SNL and she was like, I have my Shrek 2 sleeping bag and <laughs> I have my Shrek 3 sleeping bag and Shrek 2's not even out yet. Have, I miss old SNL. Like, they ha- literally have every episode on Peacock now. Oh, wow. And I was like, I will, I, I will need your sign-in, Doug. So, like, I scrolled through and they even have the Adrian oh, Brody episode. I have episode. to watch The Millionaire Matchmaker with Scarlett Johansson because oh that is the funniest one. So Wayne and Wanda is next. Yeah, uh, I love that Sam the Eagle introduces them. And, and they get covered in leaves, which I was like, all right, I hate so it. So obviously the only fan that they have. Okay, and I hate these sketches. The raised in- intellectual whatever. The panel discussions? Or did I skip yeah. over something? No, 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 you're right. Panel discussion was next after Wayne. Wayne Except and Wanda, for we're Cynthia. Never gonna, we're, like, we're never going to yeah. want to talk about Wayne and Wanda. They were uh, there. They didn't Except kill each other. Except one time, we, didn't something like happen to Wanda, which I thought was funny? When oh, she got cut, cut in half. half. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. That was like maybe two I love that. Ago. So panel discussion this week's episode, the panel was a woman named Cynthia, who was a lot of fun. I liked her. She was definitely from Queens. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Piggy, and then Kermit, of course. Kermit, like, is Kermit supposed to be leading these discussions? Because he does know. a really shitty job. And then we had our guest, um, Peter Yusinov, as Dr. Frong. Again, another, like, and accent. We've talked about this in the past. It doesn't work, in my opinion, at least, when they make... Excuse me. Ooh, when the guest plays a character in panel. No, he should be himself in panel. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. And honestly, that whole bit needs to go. I hope it goes next season. I, yeah, I really hope that mm-hmm. this is not a holdover. Get a new bit. Because, like, when... They, they never lead to anything They're always fun. boring. Always boring. Mm-hmm. I start to check out, and I'm ah. like, no. You're like, who's Peter Ustinov? Let me look him up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so then we have Scooter's really cool jacket backstage. Yeah. Which we get a great shot of his coat, his jacket this his episode. Ja- the coolest coat. Yeah. The coolest coat. This is all this show is for us. Is like we kind of like <laughs> shit on a couple things. We talk about how much we hate Scooter, but how much we love his coat. We're gonna steal that coat. <laughs> it's like we're gonna jump Scooter. Yeah, we're gonna I think that's what we'll do at the coat. end of this. At the end, I don't of know how show. either of us would fit in that coat. I, don't know. <laughs> I could probably put it on my cat. Yeah. So yeah, Scooter asks Kermit for Peter Ustinov's autograph, then reveals to Kermit that he wants to just to be just like Peter when he grows up. Kermit thought he wanted to be like him, but Scooter tells him, I was wrong. When he tells Scooter, when he tells <laughs> Kermit, yeah, no, I know I said that. I was wrong. I was wrong. wrong. Like, it was very, very funny. So straight-faced, like, yeah, no, I shouldn't have said that to you because it's not the truth. Yeah, I was not right. <laughs> and, then, and then Kermit gets all jealous, and it leads into the next skit, which I have to say before we lead in, um, you know they skipped Fozzie's sketch because of this. Yeah, for sure. He bumped... This was... So, like, when we, you know, we kind of, like, step back and we really are, like, psychoanalyzing these characters. <laughs> this was a really selfish move on Kermit's yeah. part. Yeah. Kermit was feeling shitty about himself and then took legitimate stage time at the end of the show, bumped an act for sure. Yeah, and he's always telling Piggy, to like, sing no, you can't do song. it. sing a song. Yeah. Yeah. He's, You're he's right. such a hypocrite. You're right. Because Piggy wants to sing with whatever musical guest on the episode, and Kermit's like, oh. No, you get, you get bummed. Like, yeah. No one wants to hear that. And it's like, oh. Like, You're right. He totally fucking bumped Fozzie. And it was boring. And it was. It was boring. It's not easy being green. I mean, Same I the hope. the rainbow connection, exactly. bro. I hope that that just made Jim Henson like think about this opening scene or whatever 
in the Muppets movie. Yeah. When he's sitting on the bog mm-hmm. or the swamp or whatever it is, and he's on the log. It does feel like it could be laying the groundwork yeah. to get us to that to yeah. that bog to the swamp scene mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I love one of the few things that I do like about this is I love when Kermit's sitting down on like the floor and yeah. you see his raised up legs. Oh yeah, I think it's that's so, so funny cute. to see him like that. It is cute. But there was also, I wanted to add, there was a lot of discrimination against frogs in this episode. Mm-hmm. So usually it's against pigs. And this is another thing about Kermit being such a hypocrite. It's like, he gets hated on for being a frog, but yet he puts Piggy down for being a pig. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. It's no. when the abuser abuses. It's not. I, I the don't. the abuse becomes the abusers, maybe what I might in, in a world where. In a world where. At, <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> But in the 1960s, Stan Lee is writing the X-Men. Mm. The X-Men are an allegory for any underserved community. Yeah. Right? So you can read the X-Men, and it's about uh, racism, anti-Semitism, racism, all sorts of different... Yep, anything. ...hate, right? Homophobia, so, trans... anything. Are the different species in the Muppet show supposed to be representative of that. And if they are, they're doing a really bad job at it because these characters are at each other because of their core identities Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying the Muppets are no X-Men. No. They're the antithesis, perhaps, right now, of the X-Men. I I really, like, I don't, I'm not a huge superhero person, but for whatever reason, I really love the X-Men. And it's because, I, in my opinion, it's because you can identify with a character in the X-Men. But on all you sides. You can find yourself in there. On the good side Absolutely. and the bad side. And I yeah. think that's like the great part of it. It's yes. like the the villains are sort of like, it's a gray area. They're not They're, just bad. Yes, not a, not, I don't want to say not a single villain well, in some the Well, some of them are. But, so, I'm the juggernaut, know. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so aggressive but yeah, yeah like I their, hate that. their whole i don't know they just want what they think is best for their communities mm-hmm. in most cases in the x-men and yeah but then like you know savior is kind of like um dumbledore uh-huh do you think i yeah i guess so but you i wouldn't compare you know magneto to tom riddle no. No. You're not going to say his uh No, no. You can't say his name. <laughs> oh, my We've God. We've completely, completely just unraveled. So, <clears throat> after Kermit sings Being Green, it says here, Kermit sings Being Green to reassure himself. So, not only, not only did Kermit steal stage time, potentially, from it Fozzie. It was selfish. It was to reassure himself. Yeah, he's comforting himself. Jesus Christ. So, at the end, Hurry, at the closing, Kermit. Peter brings out... One of the show's writers, which is a hat rack, and then confront comforts Kermit, telling him he always wished he had been a frog. This was kind of cute. I like the hat rack thing. I thought it was kind of funny. And I liked his, like, impression of a frog at yes. the Yes, and then he was like, oh, six week cover. It's weird that you would mention Ray Romano, because they always say that he sounds like Kermit. A frog. I, that used to be one of those shows that my mom used to be like, complaining about and then she'd have it on and she'd be laughing at it it's a background show for oh sure God. drew carey too she'd be like i hate this show yo i love me the too. Drew Carey show me too. it's not streaming anywhere i well why don't we buy it on dvd you can't they only released one season you're kidding me. it's one of those shows that has so many like weird licensing can we get it on vhs i don't know i think you can buy it on itunes which maybe i will just do 
I liked that show. I really liked the Drew Carey show. I think that and it, it probably was a went show on way about, longer than I think. Probably but. I liked it because it was a show about people without kids. And, like, no one was, like, married. They were all just, and like... And it wasn't... Yeah, they were just people existing. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, like, but not, like, mean, like Seinfeld or... <sighs> Seinfeld's a little mean, right? Yeah. All right, so we've completely unraveled. Next week on the show, we will be discussing. I am taking my time because I'm pulling up my phone now. Bruce Forsyth. I don't know who that is. Bruce Forsyth's episode of The Muppet Show, episode 13. So we go Bruce Forsyth, Sandy Duncan, then Candace Bergen. So we are just three episodes away from what will potentially be our favorite episode of this season. Okay, can you name what's rest? What's. Wish rest. Bruce Anything? Forsyth yeah. next week. Then Sandy Duncan. Uh-huh. Candace Bergen. Right. Avery Schreiber. Okay. Ben Vereen. Okay, I like that one. Phyllis Diller. <gasps> yeah, I like that one. Vincent Price. Yes. We have like, that's a run. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Valerie yeah. Harper. Yes! Twiggy. Oh my God! Ethel Merman. Yes! Kay Ballard. I don't know. Mummin Shens. Oh, oh, Mummin. Oh, oh my God! What, what is that? That's Kitty Theon. Yeah. Mun. I can't. I forget how to pronounce it. Munchen. There's like. It's like puppety. It's like really. It's like performance art. It's like. Hold on. Yes, this. Mummin Shens. Yeah. He. Let me tell you. Oh. You like you've heard of this? No, you've never. Yes, but for kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I guess it's not for kids. I think it is. I don't remember. My ex-girlfriend used to be really into this. An experimental mime troupe. Yeah, and her parent. I think her parents took her. To see them? Yeah. Weird. Weird. Since in a couple episodes. All right. All right, so... um, So this has been... Oh, no, one other thing. One other thing. um, I made shirts. You can go on tpublic.com slash... The one... tpublic.com slash store slash thegeekerynj... To buy, um, it's time to watch the Muppet shirts. Yes, with Kermit in his big uh, talking head style. I love it. Coat. I love it. Uh, drawn, hand drawn by Dougie. Yeah. It was great. Did you? So, I had heard David Byrne when he would go put on that suit. You know what he would say? What? It's time to get my big suit and a little toot. And he would go do ah! and then put on the suit and then come out and keep performing. Oh, which is my very, very funny. God, that is hilarious. <laughs> my girlfriend's better. <laughs> Thank you for watching The Muppets with us. Boop, boop, doop. You can follow the show at ITTWTM on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. See you next time. This is the-